Hey, Drunk Mythology friends, I'm Kate, and it's just me for a hot second here, letting you know that our regularly scheduled Tuesday episode will actually happen on Wednesday this week because we got a little delayed with the epic Patreon Lit Crit Hour 12 Part 2 episode. What's Lit Crit Hour? Well, it's our fabulous no rules, no holds barred, no it's never aliens free for all, where we take your favorite fairy tales and ruin them. And by ruin, we mean trace them back to their ancient mythological origins, abuse Jungian philosophy here and there, draw parallels between myths and fairy tales, dig into historical, socioeconomic, and literary connections, and occasionally get a wee bitty bit shit-faced, and use all the dirty words, because look, if your mind goes to the gutter, it's going to meet ours because we were there first. And just in general, try to blow the listeners' minds with just how connected everything is. And sometimes you get things like my recaps. You might be familiar with my recaps from episodes three and five, but they get even more epic in Lit Crit Hours. So if you're curious and would like to join the mayhem and get stickers, because we legit send commemorative stickers to listeners who make it all the way through these two-plus-hour extravaganzas, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash drunkmythologygals, where for as little as $3 a month, you can join in on the mayhem, get your own divine title in our pantheon, get our main episodes early, and get bonus episodes every week. So, without further ado, here we go. Once upon a fucking time. So, because this is a part two, I get to do something I haven't done in a while. Yeah. I get to do a recap. Oh, you and your recaps. This is going to be fun. Yeah. Taking a deep breath. You ready? Deep breath. Okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and drink. Yep. Get more drunk. <laughs> Once upon a time in the second century CE, say it with me, fuck the Romans. Some guy, named, Romans. Apple- <laughs> Some guy <laughs> named Apuleius in modern day Algeria got the bright idea to write a novel called Metamorphosis, even though everyone now calls it the golden ass, because who's going to remember a stupid title like Metamorphosis, even though apparently Ovid thought it would be a good choice for his own work, but more on that another day. The golden ass is a better name for this story because it's really about an ass who gets turned into an ass, has a bunch of dumb adventures, and hears weird stories along the way. One of those stories is the myth of Eris and Psyche, and even though it's supposed to be Cupid because Apuleius was writing in Latin and the Romans thought it was better to call the Greek Eros by the name Cupid, I think that's stupid because Psyche is Greek, so fuck it, we're going to use the Greek version, so it's Eros. Anyway, Psyche is a chick who's really beautiful and she gets told to be sacrificed because she's nice and pretty and Aphrodite has the same problem with displaced aggression that Hera has. Because the people love Psyche, Aphrodite gets jealous and tells her son Eros to punish Psyche, but instead of poking her with the arrow to make her fall in love with some humiliating creature, like an ass, but oops, Eros pokes himself with his own arrow, which kind of makes me wonder because we all know the subtext of the arrow is, uh, yeah, it's a dick. So did he end up fucking himself? And how was that done? I need a diagram. Anyway, he pokes himself and falls in love with Psyche. Now, This doesn't do Psyche any good uh, because once the people are like, Aphrodite is pissed at her, yeah, we don't want her pissed at us. So uh, no way are we going to mess with that. So have a nice life. In fact, it's to the point where her 
Finally, her family gets an oracle from Delphi saying, yeah, best thing you can do for her is take her up to the mountain and leave her there because in the best tradition of hot chicks marrying ugly guys, she's destined to marry a monster and die. So yeah. Psyche is like, whatevs, life has sucked so far, so go ahead and take me to the mountain. But when she, get there, she gets there, she's like, yeah, not only does this suck balls, but it's super scary. Hungry and cold and exhausted, she passes out, and the wind Zephyr picks her up and carries her to a mysterious mansion where her quote-unquote husband is waiting. The mansion is full of invisible servants and luxuries, and hey, sounds pretty fucking awesome as far as I'm concerned. Like, who doesn't want an all-expenses-paid vacation in a hotel where no one talks to you, and then a mysterious hot guy comes and gives you the best sex of your life at night, with all, the only caveat being he likes it with the lights off. Psyche's husband is the hot guy who puts Fifty Shades to shame. So it turns out that her life is now actually pretty damn awesome. But because Psyche is a nice person, she feels bad thinking that her parents and sisters are mourning her because they think she's dead. She asks her husband if her sisters can come visit and he's like, yeah, sure. So the sisters arrive, but then they're like super jealous of her amazing luxurious life and how post-orgasmic blissed out she always looks. So they convince Psyche to try and see what her husband looks like because a man is more than his dick, no matter how good that dick is. I mean, kind of reasonable, right? Psyche has a lamp uh, and that night after her husband falls into his postcoital coma she lights the lamp and looks at him and fuck he is hot but so is the oil from the lamp which spills and burns his shoulder waking him up he's like oh man you did the thing now it's all fucked up I had reasons the sisters are like cool hey bro-in-law how about one of us and he's like nah go jump off a cliff and Zephyr the wind is like done and blows them off the edge of a cliff bye-bye her husband, who turns out was Eros, has yeeted on out of there. So Psyche is stuck wandering the earth trying to find him. She has to do a series of seemingly impossible tasks like sorting corn, barley, and lentils, etc. But each task leads to another kind of like the fucking Russian fairy tale with a wolf who, now that I think of it, is basically trolling Ivan. Trolling Ivan. Anyway, after doing <clears throat> gigs for Demeter and Persephone, she finally gets a full-time job for the big boss, Aphrodite, who is just a miserable bitch to work for. But Eros hasn't forgotten his wife, with whom he's still in love. Uh, and although he's wounded and in kind of a coma, he wakes up and finds out that Psyche is working for his mom. He then proceeds to secretly help her finish the tasks. Then he heads over to Uncle Zeus's place and is like, dude, remember all the solids I've done you? I mean, Eo, Europa, Semele, Leda, and basically anything with tits you've seen for the past couple of eons. So how about returning the favor? And for once, Zeus is actually not a dick. He sends Hermes to bring Psyche up to Olympus and gives her a cup of ambrosia, which makes her immortal. And then Psyche and Eros live happily ever after. Oh, and Lucius the ass ends up uh, getting turned back into a human and ends his day in the temple uh, middle management, make which makes you wonder, did he really get turned back from an ass? The end. Okay. I remember this now. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> You have been listening to a sample of Lit Crit Hour 12, Part 2. Remember to check out patreon.com slash drunk mythology gals if you want to hear the rest of this episode, as well as our other Lit Crit Hours, Deep Dives, 190 Proofs, and so much more. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you Wednesday for our regularly scheduled chaos. Mm -hmm.